Blog Talk Radio. with um, with romantic partners, 
if we're feeling like nurturing, doting, domestic, that's the Cancerian part, all of that sensitive and um, compassionate and emotional uh, reaction to the world is coming from the Grand Trine of Water. If you have any inclination to do any kind of art, I strongly recommend it tonight. So Mercury is in Gemini also, and um, it's not really making any any particularly difficult aspect um, with with the chart. Venus is in uh, Aries, and it's widely conjunct to Uranus. It's pretty wide, eight degrees, but Venus and Uranus have been conjunct in Aries. This is um, it's adding kind of almost like a bit of like a warrior woman kind of energy to the Uranian. Um, uh, square that we see going on in a continuous basis with Pluto, uh, that's been kind of nice. I think that there have been uh, some female figures involved, people like Angela Merkel, or I know that even the um, you know the ruling leader of Thailand was was a woman until this um, military junta threw her out. So all in all. There's a lot of balance with the Grand Trine. Uh, the sun is going to be, in the next few days, being square to Neptune. That will probably start, let's say, tomorrow and then go for about the next week and a half. So that can be a little bit of a confusing time, sun square Neptune energy. And um, if you're... Um, if you're feeling a little cloudy, uh, not particularly well grounded, if you're feeling a little um, spaced out even, uh, if you feel like you're not being understood, Gemini Pisces square, um, you know, misunderstood in communication, then, you know, just hang out for a few days and uh, the sun will uh, realign itself with a better part of the uh, of the a better part of Gemini, the later part of Gemini, because right now the earlier part is certainly um, having issue with Neptune, Pluto, and Uranus are in a continued square. You know, Russia seems to have backed off, although I do predict that they'll be coming back as Uranus goes retrograde in the fall and Pluto goes direct. So we haven't heard the last of of the Russians in regard to the Ukraine and. Um, the outlook for Thailand right now, I haven't done anything real specific there, but I'm going to assume that the military is going to reestablish a democratic government there. Let's hope they do that. Um, that's your Global Energy Minute, and I'm Dr. Craig. You're listening to The Inside Connection. Uh, it's really nice to have everybody here tonight. I appreciate all of my listeners, certainly the people who are listening to... Um, to uh, you know me in the archives, as well as my live listeners. And um, the uh, the you know the energy that I think that we've been going through is 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 transformative. It it is evolutionary, and it's it's why I think I was guided to the Jeff Green book. I think I think it's why uh, you know I I wanted to read specific parts of it. I know that I wanted to share it with you because I think there's some general information in here, and he explains it in a really beautiful way. So I suppose without further ado, I'm going to jump into what it was that I wanted to share with you uh, from his text. So he says that there are three ways that we can react to evolutionary impulse, three ways that we can react to, meaning 
if we feel evolution, right, the change, changing, there are three ways we can react to changing. We can resist change. We can respond wholeheartedly to change, like completely jump in and uh, embrace it, uh, you know, completely, totally in a non-resistant way. And the third way is a combination of the both. We're willing to change certain things, and yet we're resistant to changing others. Um, you know, that's general information. If you said, like, how do people embrace life? Some people uh, resist and they don't do anything. They keep their head in the sand. Some people go for it wholeheartedly. Some people do a combination of both. When we feel fear, we often will um, will stall our desire to, um, the word that just came up actually funny enough was recover. <laughs> um, like we're all recovering from from our own uh, evolutionary stagnation. Um, but, um, you know, or we will do a combination. If we're afraid of something, we'll resist the change. If we become less afraid, we'll embrace it and we'll move forward. And we find, I think, in life that we align ourselves with people who have a similar reaction to evolutionary change. It's very hard to be with somebody, partnered with somebody, friends with somebody who reacts, let's say, to evolutionary change by the doing nothing method, the number one method, resistance, complete resistance, if we're in the number three method, right? The Well, we resist some things, but we embrace a lot of them. Uh, he goes on to say that, you know, so few people actually do choice number two, the non-resistant, fully embracing, wholehearted response to all of life's lessons. It's not it's not an, an easy path to follow, um, but, um, but there are many of us, and I know many of the listeners that listen to Blog Talk Radio for sure, certainly many of the people who work with me in my practice, probably 99% of them and people who study with me as astrology students are wanting to make those changes. They're wanting to wholeheartedly embrace uh, the lessons that we're here to learn in this lifetime, and they go for it in as much of a non-resistant way as possible. When we're confronted in our life with, well, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I, um, you know, putting myself in therapy, taking a class, wanting to go and get another degree, wanting to have a baby, uh, you know, needing to get divorced even? The, all of these things represent the evolutionary changes that we're going through in life. Why would I want to become sober? Because I, I know that I need to. It's a part of my evolutionary growth. It doesn't serve me to remain you know, not sober. It doesn't serve me to remain not educated or not looking at my stuff or going into counseling or something like that. So there are response to uh, the inner voice, the inner, the inner longing to change, the evolutionary change, which is happening for us as human beings on the spiritual plane. So I think that's um, quite interesting. Jeff Green goes on to say that the third response, the combination of both is the most common choice. We change a little in each lifetime, and that's why evolutionary process of humanity, the, the progressive elimination is slow. Progressive elimination meaning, he means, of, the, of those things that we cling to or, um, you know, of separating away from those things that we self-identify with. So, in other words, becoming more 
uh, God realized is is a is a slow process, obviously, because if we fully embraced it, it could be kind of frightening if we're not prepared to experience life that way. So we maintain a slight little bit of our you know human conundrum, uh, you know, and and yet we reach out uh, sometimes reluctantly, but often quite bravely um, to the light for you know, understanding and growth and guidance. And it's really something quite beautiful. Um, the next thing I think that I wanted to um, to bring up is that he talks about um, the um, the the four ways um, that Pluto, in particular, affects evolution in our lives. And I I read it, and I think that actually all the outer planets. Um, probably do affect our lives in these ways. So I'm not sure that it's specific to Pluto. This is this man is quite well known and quite well respected, and I have a lot of respect for his work. Um, I believe that he's passed away. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. Um, but um, but this this uh, you know uh, work that he did about def- defining Pluto and its effect in our lives was sort of groundbreaking and amazing. And yet, again, when I read this section, I thought, you know, the four ways, you know, planetary energies affect evolution. I, I don't know that, that that Pluto could be isolated to being the only thing that's affecting our evolutionary state because I think it's occurring in several different ways. But let's just say that Pluto is transformational. It certainly causes us to... Um, uh, you know, let go of things in order to be able to re-embrace something new. And that's what has to happen in evolutionary and karmic kinds of advancement of our own personal soul. So anyway, the four ways that Pluto affects evolutionary in our lives. Number one, it's by producing an emotional shock, events that shock us emotionally, where some behavior pattern or life situation or something that we're doing in our lives suddenly, all of a sudden, like becomes so apparently not right that we are forced and required to grow. Um, this is often the one that occurs when we've resisted cumulative, he says, cumulative evolutionary forces. So, you know, it's the person that doesn't want to leave a bad marriage. So they, they stay and they stay and they stay and they stay and they stay. And then finally, right, they, they are, you know, they, they reach a place where they become completely emotionally shocked by the way that by the way that the let's say the bad partner reacts to something specific. Or you stay married for fifty years but then on your, you know, fiftieth wedding anniversary or something, your 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 partner like checks out on you. They're totally unavailable or whatever. And you become so emotionally shocked finally with that experience that it transforms you in some way because you're able to stop resisting. So emotional shock, we, we don't like that, but we're least likely to experience emotional shock shock if we're at least partly in a path of accepting um, the change that's placed upon us by the planets. Number two is situation gets created where we form a relationship to something that we perceive we need. This is beautiful, right? We we whether it, it he goes he, Green goes on to say that that if you're reading this book of his or that even if you're turned on to astrology, that um, you begin to perceive that you need it in your life. 
it, it, we all have this. We all have things in our life that we think that we need, and we establish relationships with those things, certainly our husbands and wives, but then things that we become passionate about. We establish relationships with art if we're an artist, or writing if we're a writer, or our private practice if we're a private practitioner, or our job, or our mother, or whatever it is that we think that we need. Establishing the relationship with that thing and feeling that um, that we need it creates uh, an opportunity for the evolutionary process to occur, and I don't want to read from his book really, but I, I have, I'm looking at it, I have an understanding, it's that when we need something, it applies that it's giving us something that we don't already have, so that the relationship and that something uh, which we need, it, it externalizes for us something that we want to become or that we want to learn more, that we want to be more about. So if we're, uh, let's just say, attracted to astrology, maybe we want to be more intuitive. Maybe we want to be more sensitive. Maybe we want to be more in touch with things that are going on in life. Maybe we want to just simply be more aware, more prepared. Whatever it is that we think that we need from that thing, we feel we don't necessarily have that in ourselves. And the attachment and the relationship kind of connects me with the card called the sun, uh, in the tarot, the card of the sun is also a representation of establishing unions that carry us closer and closer to that goal of God realization. So that if we can um, establish partnerships and attachments of some kind, they can help carry us most of the way. We find out at the end that we need to go through the final peace alone there's no there's no one that can carry us into enlightenment except ourselves but there are guides and relationships and marriages and teachers and children and um, employers and all kinds of relationships new jobs new loves etc that can get us closer that can bring us closer in the evolutionary process things that we're passionate about and things that we connect to so that's number two the um, the uh, the situation where we form a relationship with something that we need. This is another way that um, uh, evolution is affected. How how we're how uh, how evolutionary process becomes activated. Let's say in our life. The third thing is by producing or creating a situation in our lives in which we become more aware of an external or internal source of stagnation or limitation. Whoa, right? How many times we're like that that inner voice that's saying like, you need to stop smoking, you need to lose weight, you need to start exercising, you need to learn something. You, you know, it's like, and that, that voice where we become externally or internally, right? It's, it's stagnation can be, can be external, right? We're in a job that's no longer serving us anymore. It can be internal, like something like a bad habit, like smoking cigarettes or something. But the, 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 the situation arises where we become aware of the fact that some external or internal thing is causing stagnation or limiting or blocking our further growth. Well, obviously, that thing needs to go, right? If there's, <laughs> If we come to a... If we come into a personal understanding that there's something external or internal that's stagnant or limiting or blocking our further growth, we've got to get rid of it. So if that means 
divorcing somebody or getting a new job or marrying somebody, maybe being single for too long is a cause for stagnation or limitation. You know, it's different for everybody, but the point is is that there's a very clear inner understanding of that. And when we become aware of it, that's plutonic. This particular process reminds me of the tower um, because the tower is that flash of insight that causes our ego to fall from its sort of lofty height. So I think that I think that that's, I think that this this particular one is is extremely powerful because that awareness of oh God you know I'm not going anywhere evolutionarily is what it means. My soul's not growing. It's so beautiful because right here is almost like proof for the fact that you have a soul, you know, that there's something in there that that causes you to long to grow in some way. And, um, you know, hopefully we embrace it. We, we talk about those three reactions again, the resistant person, the wholehearted, non-resistant person, and the combination person. Hopefully when we have these, you know, um, uh, four Pluto eye-openers, that we don't choose the path of resistance because then I think that what happens is, is that the universe just ups the ante. And uh, so I always recommend at least the path of the combo package, you know, a little growth, a little hanging out on the beach, just, you know, staring at your belly button. Um, but don't just do that. Um, so then the fourth way is um, by producing or creating a situation in which we become aware of a new capacity or capability that's been latent or dormant inside of us. This is also beautiful, right, where we are kind of unclear it happened to me last weekend with one of my um one of my uh, little niece and nephews you know and one of them said oh i don't know how to throw frisbee i'm not very good at frisbee and um and i said oh come on let's go in the front yard and i'll show you how and by the end of the uh you know half hour or however long we played out there for a while because as a child it was brought back a big memory for me of playing frisbee on the front lawn of my parents' house, and so there were these old Frisbees. It was really weird, I actually could share with you, that they were Frisbees from my childhood. My father had them in a box or something in the garage. So anyway, we were playing with these same Frisbees from 40 years ago, and um, my my niece, after the half an hour, began to realize that she actually could learn and could throw and could, could actually play this game that I guess for whatever one reason or another, maybe someone, some friend, some person, or someone along the way, convinced her that she couldn't do it. She discovered that she had this latent capability and that had been dormant or it had been shut down. This is another Pluto moment because through the process, we get an opportunity to realize, oh, I am athletic or I am capable. Um, and we think of, um, you know, all the people who might be shy to sing or shy to do art or think they're not good in math or, you know, for me, I had a plutonic experience writing a book because I feel like I think I was told often in high school and college or I came to believe for one reason or another that I was much better in science and math, you know, and not as good in English and all of that. And then so then, you know, you become a writer or somebody says, oh, we really like your writing. And you're like, wow, that's that's new. That's something different. And so 
finding out different things about yourself that represent latent power, especially something that you'll be latently talented at. And, um, you know, Green goes on to say that this process is triggered at various points in our lives, like all the time. Uh, he actually represents, he, he, he uses Jimmy Carter as an example and says that Jimmy Carter, right, I guess wrote in his memoirs that he was unaware that he even had the desire or capability to be president of the United States. And then one day he really believed that he could. So fulfilling and actualizing that capability produced growth and resilience for him on a personal level. So that's kind of a huge, you know, that's a huge example on the opposite side of throwing a Frisbee. But um, but both have the same uh, equivalent reaction to the person that's experiencing one of these evolutionary changes, which is that your, your soul evolves. I use the word soul because I think that's the best word to describe what we are as spiritual entities. You could call yourself spiritual entity, energy package, energy bundle, however you want to look at yourself. I call that the soul. Life force keeps you animated. It's the difference between being alive and being not alive is that there's a soul present in the body. And it's that piece, that, that, that amazing energetic piece that's sustaining and moving you through life. And it's that piece that's on the evolutionary journey through the process of being a human being. It's an amazing and beautiful um, uh, arc of discovery. Um, I think that pretty much about covers it. I don't even know if I have anybody. Nope, not right now. So there you go, you guys. I hope that was good. And I actually really enjoyed reading that material. So I really enjoyed sharing it with you tonight. I will be here next Thursday. Thanks for bearing with me while I was away for a couple of weeks. I was visiting family, and it was essential and amazing. And I will be here next Thursday. Have a great night.
drink from the cup Let's rest for a while Till our souls catch us up Bring on the wonder Bring on the stone Push you down deep in my soul Thank you.